When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, August 6th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And who, uh, Chris, a lot of a lot of college talk today. Lots going on in the world of college athletics, so we are going to hit on all of it, along with our NFC West previews. That's right, we're knocking out the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks, the 49ers, all that good stuff today. So, uh, before we get started, go ahead and give you guys the rundown. We'll try and do it quickly. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website Everywhere that you need to be subscribed, everywhere that you need to follow, etc., you can find it right over there. Very easy to do. Uh, the podcast, YouTube, Twitch, blah, 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 blah. It's all right there. So go ahead and check that out. If you're not already subscribed on YouTube, go ahead and do that. We have a ton of stuff going up over there. Obviously, we also do the live shows and, and whatnot over there as well. And the podcast, that helps us out a ton. So go leave a nice five-star review over on Apple. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, next up, we got a sponsor. We talked about them earlier this week, BetUS.com. That is the one spot that you need to be gambling this year. They've already got all of their NCAA football divisions, at least the P5. Once we get a little closer to the season, they'll do some of the G5 stuff. But division winners, conference winners, Heisman, national title odds, game of the year. They've already got game one odds out, all that good stuff, and all the same stuff for the NFL and more. So go ahead and check that out. Go to BetUS.com. Promo code NCAAF125. Go ahead and do that. That'll get you a 125% deposit bonus. Easy to do. So BetUS.com. Promo code NCAAF125. And, of course, the SBR College Football Show. You can go ahead and check that out. Like I said, on the Tuesday live show, I am doing the BetUS College Football Show. Chris is doing the Sportsbook Review College Football Show. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, and you can search it out on YouTube. Uh, watch the first episode. Chris, it was good stuff. You and Sam, I enjoyed it. It's going to take a while for me to get used to trying to host. At, dude, I think you did a fantastic job. Like, you uh, you nailed I think, it. I think, you're, I think you're being nice, and I appreciate that. That's it. You know what? Uh, it's, it's not just nice. It's not nice if it's true. I think you did really well. They did their Heisman Trophy odds and whatnot. Their uh, their favorite picks for that. Go ahead and check it out. I uh, I agree with you, Matt Corral. Not enough there, but I do like the uh, I do like the odds there. So, <laughs> like, what is it? Plus sixteen hundred? Plus fourteen hundred? 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't checked it. So I, yeah. I do think Kiffin is a genius. So 100%. Yeah, anybody's going to make a Heisman Trophy winner out of somebody that's not expected. Yes. It's, it's Lane. You it's got lame. that right. You've got that right. So go to YouTube, search out SBR Picks, and you can find the show right there. Subscribe over there. Subscribe to Winning Cures Everything. Subscribe to the U.S. College Football Show. It's all in the description below. Very easy to do. Go click the links. You can do that thing. Also, while you're watching, go ahead and like the video. That would certainly help. We uh we try and get as many likes on these things as possible. Helps out the YouTube algorithm. Helps us out. All that good stuff. Let's dive in. The first topic of the day is, I guess, a hypothetical. I guess. I don't know. Mike Vernon said on 610 Sports Kansas City that his sources are telling him it is imminent that Kansas is headed to the Big Ten, likely to be announced within the next couple of weeks. And then he backtracked that and said, let me clarify, I am hearing this is more possible than it was just 24 hours ago. I think there may be some truth to this message board rumor. I am working to find out more. His sources are telling him that it is likely. So, um, I don't understand it. This is a football move. All of this realignment stuff is football. Like, that's, that's what it's all been. Chris, is there any football reason why you would bring in Kansas? Now, let me go ahead and add to that, by the way. This also uh, comes right before we heard rumors that Miami had reached out to the Big Ten about possibly joining the conference from the ACC. Now, if you're the Big Ten and you bring in Kansas and Miami, okay, because somebody's got to lose, so why not Why not bring in Kansas? But what do they bring to the table as far as value goes when you're looking at your next contract? What, what, what do you see in this? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. It, obviously, it can't just be football or else nobody would consider Kansas for anything. Okay, that, That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Right? You can be offended if you want Kansas. You've won like three games in three and a half years. Right? I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay, You're not good, and you're a long way away from being good. And I don't, quite frankly, know how to make you good. I mean, I, I right? think like, I think the first step is hiring Lance Leipold. Like, I think I think uh, you can see, turn them into where, a That's where we disagree, though. But we, we like, saw like a, a program in the Midwest like that, Nebraska. We saw how difficult it is for them to be successful in the Big Ten. And now you're going to bring in somebody that is significantly worse, that doesn't even understand how to run a football program in Kansas, and you're going to toss them into the Big Ten. This is worse than bringing in Rutgers, right? Oh, a lot worse, a lot worse. Um. Because at least with Rutgers, you get a massive city. Whether TV deals are done that way anymore or not, there are huge volumes of people in the New York, New Jersey area that are invested in Rutgers being good at something. They also have an interest in the Big Ten because the Big Ten has a big footprint in New York in that area. Um, so Rutgers playing Wisconsin and Ohio State and Michigan, all these schools that have massive alumni bases throughout the New York and New Jersey area. Um, that 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 brings a lot of gravitas. There's zero, there's zero Big Ten alumni footprint in in Kansas. Kansas's, you know, extent is basketball and their academic program. Yeah. It, that that's it. And we don't think these deals are being done for basketball or the academic program. So I can't understand. I do find it interesting that it is it went from being imminent which tells me it's happening right 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 to uh well you know 
now it's we, now it's just we, likely. Like I'm we, hearing we this more it might happen. Like I do appreciate <laughs> the fact that we're we started off with a hot take, which I know a lot about, and then we're backing down a little bit, saying oh, maybe one day it could happen. I could see it. You know, at least the the craziness is going in the right direction. But you said you think Lance Leopold is the answer. I don't. Well, I think I, I think he's the the beginning of the process. Like I, I don't think see, I don't think least... that either. I think they're bad enough, and I don't think they're able to recruit well enough because of their location and yeah. and I, so many other factors. A lot of it, how much money do they actually put into football and the resources? I really believe that this school, if they want to compete, is going to have to play the game um, in an unorthodox way. And we've yes. talked about that. Yes, I I think you're. Your never punt situation is an option. I think your triple option is an option. Running some type of gimmick is the only way they're going to slip up and win five or six games a year sometime. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Something could happen massively. They bring in the right guy, and that guy just find a way to recruit in St. Louis and in Memphis and in Dallas and these bigger city areas and get the right kind of kids there and and. They they turn it I, at one point in time they were the number one team in the country which is yeah I mean that was just what fourteen years ago so yeah it's it's strange but it's just one of those things where I just can't imagine that ever happening again they've been so bad it's, for so long I think that there is I think the first building block towards this being at least a competent program is bringing in a coach that knows how to win right that understands how to develop players because that's what Leipold did at Buffalo. That's what he's always done. He he doesn't always bring in the best recruiting classes, but you can at least bring in guys and develop them up. And then once every four years, when you got a whole crew of seniors that are really, really, you know, that have been developed well and whatnot, you hit on like a good eight win season, right? Like that's you what think, I'm. Do you think there's any world in which in four years Lance Lepo wins eight games combined? Yeah. Well, that's probably true. That's two a year. Yeah. And and. You think? All right, how about this? Can he win ten games in four seasons? Yes. I just don't. I yes, don't see. That. I think so. I well, think but so. hang on now. Some of that's going to depend on scheduling. All right. If they if they if they get to a like right now, they're going to struggle to beat uh, South Dakota. Okay. Yeah. But like in two years, if yeah, if they schedule three also rands and they get those wins, and now they finally at a point where they can consistently beat UMass and UConn, then. Okay, yeah. Can they scrape together three wins a year? Sure. But I don't think that matters if you're just – if the only time you – can they win eight conference games in four years? In, in five years? Can they win two conference games ever? In the, in the fourth season, like it, so four years What from is the now. expectation? They win three games. They're three also-ran games. They're going to play three pay-for wins. How about this? I think that year four – of Lance Leipold, Leipold, whatever, I think that they can make a bowl game in in four years. And like I said, I'm not asking them to beat Oklahoma and Texas because those teams won't even be there. Yeah. Can they beat Kansas State? Can they be, which is a far superior program right now. Can they beat Texas Tech? Yeah, I and, think so. You know, let's say somebody steals Matt Campbell away from Iowa State and they go back into the dregs. I hope that doesn't happen, but they go back into the dregs of college football. Like, can they beat those? Pro- I'm not asking them to beat Notre Dame. I'm not asking them to beat Alabama. I'm asking them to beat some of the most mediocre teams that we've seen in the country. I have an incredibly high opinion of Lance. 
I just so, don't think I don't think he's magic, Gary. That's the difference. I don't I don't think he has to be magic to to. I think be if a Nick competent. Saban took this program over, he would struggle to win three games a year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're probably right about that. But I, I do think player development is such a big deal there, and I know that he can do it. I know that Lyle oh, no, can I, do it. So I, I agree on I, so we agree on that. I just think at some point in time you're developing two stars into four stars, and and you might be able to change one or two of those guys into it when they step on the field against Texas Tech. Texas Tech's got three four stars, but like they're every team they play is just going to be immensely more talented than them. Yeah, even the yeah. even the mediocre teams that they play going to be far superior than them on talent. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. So that either scares way, me. Th- neither here nor there, the move to the Big Ten doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. Although It didn't make sense for the Big Ten. It's been rumored by a lot of people that this is a very big possibility. Now, one, of course, we understand that the Big Ten is big on academics. Kansas is an AAU school. That's the Association mm-hmm. of American Universities. Big time uh, yeah. academic, you know, high academic quality I, that's the biggest part of this i think you know kansas big research institution all that good stuff but as far as the football stuff goes i think it brings nothing to the table so i well, don't understand football, why you would make the move it, it i mean it absolutely is a negative like you now have yes you have teams your other schools can beat up on but you also now have games that nobody wants to watch yeah like when northwestern has to play kansas like Northwestern fans are going to be watching the Michigan State game. Like they're like, I'm not watching this shit. It is terrible. It's bad TV. <laughs> like, like I'll watch it for a quarter, and once we're up by three scores, I got other shit to do. Okay. Yeah. You, like you're you not even getting the fan base of the team that's beating the hell out of the team, right? That's yeah. That's so you're true. not helping your TV ratings. You're not helping your ticket sales. Like nobody's going to that game. Money's getting tighter for people now. Like, I can only afford to go to three games a year. Well, guess what's not going to be one of them? Kansas on the field. That's I do. I am curious because there are so many people talking about how this would, like, boost up the Big Ten in basketball, which doesn't necessarily need a boost, but SEC football didn't need a boost. Either. I was going to say, SEC football didn't need a boost, yeah. and that would be – I'm telling you, you're talking about the best conference in basketball the last maybe two years, three years. Yeah. <sighs> The ACC is still good, but I think the Big Ten's been from top to bottom better than them. Yes. Um, and and yeah, it would and, and adding Miami and that, I mean, they would become basically the the SEC of basketball. I think. I think so as well. I think so as well. But I, but what does that bring to the table? Like everybody has said, basketball basically brings fifteen cents out of every dollar. With football bringing the other eighty five cents, so. But it doesn't cost you anything to bring Kansas in. So, so hey, I don't know that it's fifteen cents to every dollar. It's an extra free fifteen cents of whatever. Hey, here's the thing, though: you got to find like in your next TV deal or whatever, you got to find an extra sixty whatever million dollars to be able to pay Kansas so that it doesn't drop the level that's being paid to everybody else. Because this would be a split share, unless Kansas is willing to come over to the Big Ten for less money. No, I, that would be a bad deal. We have, I'm telling you. The reason the Big 12 is in this mess is because they're one of the few conferences that has like an inequitable contract with their with their league mates. Okay. The the NFL splits everything 32 ways. They don't care that the Jacksonville Jaguars and over the last 20 years the New England Patriots make the same amount of money. All right. They they don't care. All right. One has been one of the worst ran franchises and one has been the best. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to them at all. 
All right. The SEC splits it every way. Vanderbilt gets an equal share as Alabama and Georgia. Like that, it, it does not matter. Okay. And it's one of the reasons the SEC has gotten as big as strong. The reason I believe that Missouri has been able to grow like wildfire since coming into the SEC. Um, that the reason that every now and then you'll get a South Carolina to win the East, the reason that every now and then that Ole Miss can pop up and state pop up a couple of years ago, both competing. They were both top five in the country for a little while. The only way those smaller teams are able to do it every now and then is simply because they make the same amount of money. So they're all putting a bunch of resources in. So the TV money, the conference money all goes to the same pot and it all gets split up evenly. As soon as you start saying, I get a bigger piece of the pie than the other team, even if it benefits my team, it's still bad deal overall. It's just not a good deal. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with that at all. Let's move topics because we just spent 15 minutes on, <laughs> on Kansas. Do you think 10. that the Big Ten should bring Kansas in? No. No, no. not in the slightest. I just didn't know. I, no, I it makes can't. no like it makes it, nobody wants to see Kansas play anybody uh, for I, one. And but that that could be a right now kind of thing, right? Like obviously that can shift, but I just don't. I see... I still think in five years if they're just now getting to making a bowl game for the first time ever, and that yeah. might be their ceiling, or is it still worth it then? Kansas like, what are football we talking about? will never has never and probably will never be a valuable TV property. I just can't. So I think it makes that. no sense. No, I can't imagine that. So anyway. the only reason you would bring them in, I think, would be academics and basketball and and i don't think that that's enough money unless the big 10 is looking at something completely it's very different. straight it's very straight like the american could use the academics the pac-12 doesn't need the academic boost the yeah. big 10 doesn't like i would think they would try to go to the acc or the american a, a, a conference that could actually use somebody with to help pull their academics up yeah, you would think so, but those are two conferences full of a bunch of dum dums. But a if bunch you're of state if you're Kansas and you are used to making you know thirty eight million dollars per season, do you go to an AAC where I think the most you could possibly hope to top out at uh, in the first TV contract would probably be fifteen million dollars a school? Well, I, so you got you you got to stop with the I'm used to making this, okay? I used to have a job paying me a hundred million dollars a year, and then that job went away. And so now I got to find a way to live off fifty grand a year, like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't blame Kansas time, for trying it. Like you I can't keep the money at what they're used to because they've gotten a divorce. Yeah, and that that lifestyle is gone. No, like I they, agreed. That other family had a prenup, and you're not getting a dime of theirs. Like you're going to get a one time payoff, and then you're on your own, baby. And, yeah. And so I don't I don't think you can just say, well, I'm used to living this way. Well, tough shit. If, if I'm Kansas, used to live in a new way now. If I'm Kansas, I totally understand shooting your shot, going out there so that you can probably try and live off of Michigan and Ohio State's money, right? Oh, no, if you're I Kansas, this deal's a home run for you. Yeah. But if you're the big And 10, I'll tell you this, I actually think it's really good for Miami too. I didn't even know the Miami aspect of this. Yeah, these are all I mean, you've seen all the reports. Florida State and Clemson reached out. No, 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 I get it. I get it. But I'm just telling you, I because Miami, Miami is private school. Yeah. Miami does have really good academics. Miami brings a massive football fan base and legacy history. Um, Miami likes playing Big Ten schools and has a has a history with Big Ten schools. I mean, they're playing Michigan Um, State this year. I I would I actually like that, you know. I I don't like the uh, ACC getting weaker. Because Jesus, if, you, if if somebody takes Miami and, and North Carolina, what what are we doing? Like at some point in time, do we just say Clemson? Sorry, 
Like, you can't be respected as a good school because you're literally playing bums. You've got to leave and go find a bigger conference. But I put on Twitter that if I was the SEC, I wouldn't go after Clemson and Florida State. I'd go after North Carolina and Virginia Tech. Like, give me two different states and hope that one of them can do what Clemson has done, right? But, but I don't – so I don't know that the state thing matters anymore. Not no really. I mean, there's cable boxes. Like, I would rather – I would rather have Miami – over over North Carolina, I think there's there's still you're talking a, about a historic fan base. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, listen to me. There's still 80 million cable subscribers. This is still like you're still trying to get the SEC network at a premium spot in some of these states. North Carolina's got over nine million people uh, population living there. Virginia has over what? Well, yes, seven? Virginia's so massive. Well, Virginia I, I looked this up the other day. Too. I guess both those fan bases are pretty massive as yeah. well. And I mean, it helps out basketball as well. That helps. Right. It helps at academics. And it helps, both and it of helps them are, academics. Both of them are top seventy-five schools in the U.S. News and World Rankings. So, like, I, that helps. I know the. I know our. I know our. Uh, our Big Ten friends are laughing at the North Carolina. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, they're still comments. number twenty-eight in the in the U.S. News, and I understand that those are kind of fraudulent. If you've listened to revisionist history, I get that. Yes. But yes. Uh, yes. But yes, I. I. It still helps out the SEC as far as academics go. But I do think that they bring you know something for football and. The fact it would be fourteen million plus extra cable households that you would bump that uh, that subscription rate from fifteen cents or whatever it is up to a dollar. Yeah, whatever which it is. Yeah. is. you know, I mean, it's just added money. So I really don't want the SEC to get any bigger at some yeah. point in time. What just are we leave doing? It <laughs> like what? What are we doing? Just I, leave it I alone. I feel like I'm. I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like I don't. I don't know what in the hell is going on with the sport. I, I don't think anybody does at this point. Hey, speaking of that, let's dive into this. The Kansas Senator, Roger Marshall, is calling for the Department of Justice to investigate ESPN's role in Texas and Oklahoma's move to the SEC. Uh, this Here's his statement, okay? While the terms of the contract are unknown to me, it's important to note the U.S. Supreme Court has decided that the exclusive right to televise all league games is a violation of antitrust laws. While the Sports Broadcasting Act of 1961 was passed to overturn this decision for professional football, college football broadcast packages are not subject to the antitrust exemption in that law. I write today to ask that the DOJ investigate ESPN's role in the potential destruction of the Big 12 Conference and if any anti-competitive or illegal behavior occurred relating to manipulating the conference change or ESPN's contractual television rights. Now, he went to Kansas State uh, for his undergrad and then went to the University of Kansas School of Medicine. But basically, it's it, is, is the Department of Justice going to even look into this? I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, I, 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 they've looked into lower stuff. Yeah. I mean, they've looked into lesser important things. So I feel very, very conflicted here, okay? One... Do the question is very clear. Do you think ESPN tampered? Do you think ESPN broke any violations of of, of tampering rules and laws? That is a that's a loaded question. I think that they that's let it be known question. through back channels. I don't think anybody at ESPN reached out to anybody at Texas or Oklahoma. I think it was made known to them. Hey, if you stay in the Big Twelve your TV contract probably going to go down in 2025. If you move over here, maybe we'll give you a little 
little bump. That's what I think. So, so I, I, but, but at the end of the day, so in in the in the eyes of criminality, legality, if somebody was was paid to send that message, it it doesn't it doesn't matter who the actual messenger is. Okay, like if 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 I hired you to break the law, I you're again you broke the law and I broke the law. Yeah. Okay. So so that's so who back the word back channel makes this illegal. Like it like everything it it didn't happen. So there's a part of me that you know you know my libertarian leanings and how I don't like the government getting involved in like civil litigation shit between companies. But my issue this this is where I feel conflicted because the majority of the schools affected by this are all state public schools. Yeah. Okay? So I don't want tax dollars going to investigate this, but I also don't want tax dollars being taken from people because ESPN broke the rules. Yeah. Violated some type of, of, of rule or whatever. And I don't want some company getting away with, I guess, shady pool. I mean, it's, so, if you, so if I feel you look a little at conflicted. It, yeah. And see, I've been conflicted about this whole thing as well, because obviously I've said multiple times, I do think it's bad for the sport. However, I mean, it is Oklahoma and Texas's right to move conferences if they feel that it's a better situation it's, that's, for them. That's that's irrelevant. That is but, irrelevant. Right, right, right. But, but hold on, hold it's, on. It's your, it, it, I understand. It, it's it, they can do what they want to do. The issue is that they like them leaving Oklahoma and Texas leaving eliminates a ton of jobs because those other schools are not worth nearly as much as Texas and Oklahoma. So where they are making $38 million a year in media rights deals, if they have to drop down to 15 or lower per season, that's a ton of jobs at eight different schools. Now, at two of them are private, but six other public schools that it just jobs disappear. Yeah. Never to be made up again. My 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 issue, Gary, is not did they have the decision to make it. It's were they illegally given information that broke the antitrust violation of the the clauses of the rules that actually helped them make that decision. Okay, so so like if if you if you find evidence, then you found evidence. Okay, if you sat down and did the math on your own, your Texas and Oklahoma, and you said, hey, I don't think this is going to be a good deal for us let's break off and, and join this other club. There's nothing wrong with that. But if somebody leaks, breaks the law, breaks, breaks a, a, you know, the trust or the spirit of whatever contracts are involved between the big 12 and the sec and, and, and leaks information to those schools. And then, then they make those decisions. Oh, well, shit, this is a bad deal for us. We need to go make it that they've done just what they're being accused of doing. Well, let's, is they, let's look at it know, this way. If, if they, so we all remember, I think it was March when the Big 12 and that bunch reached out to ESPN and to Fox and said, we would like to extend our rights. Let, let's go on past 2025. We want to know where we stand fiscally. We, we just want to see what's going on. And both ESPN and Fox told them, yeah, we're going to wait this thing out. Like, we got to figure out this playoff thing. Let's, you know, we don't know exactly what you guys are worth. Let's just hold up. So it wasn't just ESPN; it was also Fox that that said, "No, we're going to play this out." That happened in March. Gary. That happened in March. So on, do you know? Do you know March, why the question? Do you know why the question got asked in March? Texas, under oath, has the, the 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 people who run Texas under oath have recently just said, 
when did you start talking to, to the SEC about this? Oh, about six months ago. Well, that, no, was, no, they, that was earlier than March. They No, they said in, in the spring is what they said in, in the Senate meeting. Jay Hartzell said that they reached out to the SEC in the spring. So if that is the tipping point... So if then, we can find any information that it happened before March, but, any but conversations it, at all. But here's the question. Is it illegal if Texas and Oklahoma reached out to the SEC and the SEC explained... Well, yeah, I mean, if y'all join no, us, but that's we'll not make what we're looking much. for. That's not, we're not looking for information of when Texas and Oklahoma reached out to the SEC. We're looking for information of when Texas and Oklahoma got the information that the SC, the ESPN is not going to be interested in the Big Twelve as it's constituted currently. Yeah, and if okay. that happened before March, then we have a problem. Then yep. ESPN absolutely violated these antitrust rules. They they absolutely violated the 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 letter of which their contract is const- constructed. They one hundred percent did this. There's no doubt in my mind that ESPN did this. Okay, they're the only ones that have the most to gain. Always oh, yeah, yeah, always yeah, look at who has the most to gain. All right, who had Biggie killed? Yeah, I'm going to tell you who had Biggie killed. Puff Daddy had Biggie killed because nobody in the world grew bigger than Puff Daddy grew. Nobody made more money off of Biggie's death than Puff Daddy. All right. I, I, I think had, he had. I, had I think he had that, that. "I'd be missing you" song already written before he died. Right? I, I did not realize on today's podcast that you would be comparing the SEC to Puff Daddy. Like, follow the money. Always see who benefits from every deal, and then that'll tell you who broke the rules, or if they, if rules were broken or not. ESPN does Texas win? Yeah. They win a little. They don't win yeah. a lot. Like, like they're they're already making between their deals probably around 40, 45 million. That 45 million turns to 60 million. Okay, great. Hey, that's awesome for them. All right. But that extra 15 million ain't gonna change their life. They're the richest school in the country. Yeah, and they're they're, they're at the already 225 million. I mean, it's- yeah. So 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 this isn't about this isn't about just their money. All right. They didn't do this for the extra 15 million a year. All right. The people who have the most to gain from this is ESPN. Probably that's right. 100% the truth, which is why that's where I'm going to go. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Michigan State AD Bill Beaker is stepping down as of, 
well, he's he's going to remain in an interim role while they're doing a national search. Uh, this is the same role that he was in beforehand. Before hired, with, right? Yeah, he was yeah. an interim before that. And at the time, the president then said, we are not going to go with anybody that's in-house. We're going to do a national search and da-da-da-da. And then, of course, you remember all the Larry Nasser stuff happened and the D'Antonio stuff, and there was uh, uh, it, just a lot going on around that program. And they said, hey, you know what? Izzo Be- had some issues. No, yeah, a lot Be- of stuff happened there. Beekman's doing a really good job. We'll just keep him in this role. And then you ended up having to make a head football coach hire with him. So he brings in Mel Tucker. And I, I think I want to say overpays, but the amount of money that they were bringing in, it's really not. You know, you just got to pay what you got to pay to get somebody decent. So it seemed strange when I first read it of, man, he's only been there for three years. Like, what is going on here? Now they're going to do a national search again, but he is moving into uh, a new role as vice president for strategic initiatives under Michigan State President Samuel Stanley, according to the university. Uh, They said a search firm has been retained to find a new AD. Uh, School said more details on the search process will be announced soon, but if if I'm a football coach and my first year was the COVID season, and I moved over after one year at Colorado, I would not feel great about this. You know, you, the guy that hired you is, is still going to be there, but he's taking a $375,000 pay cut to move into this new thing. I think that there are so many guys. Think about all the ADs that have retired, resigned, all the people that were involved in college athletics that just after the COVID season, they said, screw it. I would rather take a pay cut than have to deal with this yeah. crap again. You, well, do you feel like that's what's so, happening? No. Well, so I don't think this guy wanted the job to begin with. I think, I think he was trusted with it. Yeah. I think he was given the job, and he loves Michigan State, and so he chose to do it. And then, then this is all speculation on my part. I don't know him. I don't have any inside information. I don't know any of that. I'm but just, the, I'm he, just telling you what what I think. He had no experience in athletic administration before. He was. Uh, I, th- I think he was a trusted. Yeah, I think he was a trusted administrator at. Michigan State, and I think he loved Michigan State and wanted the best for them, and so he chose to take on a a bad job, which was the athletic director that had to deal with the Izzo and the Antonio and the very NASA crap. Okay, yeah, and he and he did all of that, and he and he was a good soldier, and I think now he's sitting here looking at this and he's dealing with all the bullshit that an athletic director has to deal with, and he says, I don't want this job. I didn't want it to begin with. We were supposed to have a national search and hire somebody else, but nobody wanted the job because of all the chaos that was going on when I took over. So I got stuck with it. Well, now things have settled. Larry Nassar's situation, you know, that guy's locked away for the rest of his natural born life. You know, D'Antonio is retired. We have a head coach um, that is stable and has a, has a good contract. And, and let's, it's time to find the guy that's supposed to sit in this chair. Because I don't want to sit in this damn chair. I, that's I what really I think, think is happening. Yeah. That's that's what I really believe is happening. They they took somebody who was trusted, which I'll tell you this. If this is the case, this this really was the best guy for the job. The the person who doesn't want the power the, is the person you want, by the way. Like that's yeah. that's who that's who gets it because he's gonna really do the right thing for the for the school just because that's it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I, and, I tend to agree. 
Now, I, tend to agree. I, I, I don't know that if I'm Mel Tucker, I'm worried at all. I think I took that job because, A, he got the contract he got, not because he's Mel Tucker, but because he, he and his agent understood nobody else wants this damn job. Yeah. And it's a hard, hard job. And so I think that contract is strong. If they fire him, they're going to owe him a lot of money. And I don't think he's worried about it because this is one of those situations where who the hell are you going to hire? Because I don't yeah. think anybody else wants to come in and take this job over. I just started rebuilding it. And then also, this is a school that hasn't had turnover in a long time. D'Antonio had this job since Nick Saban, okay? Yeah. And, and 80% of the people alive watching college football don't even know that Nick Saban ever coached there. That's that's true. So, that's true. So, I, I'm just telling you that they this is not a place that – I don't think if you're Mel Tucker, you're not worried that the new guy coming in is just going to can you for someone else. I also think that the new guy coming in, who whoever this individual is – man or woman is i i i don't know who wants this job i think it's gonna be a hard job because yes. at some point in time you're gonna deal with the end of Izzo as well oh yes and then you have to make that hire i mean it's just it, it could it's be not a good it's this is not an easy athletic director job by any stretch of the imagination no you're right you so, are very right um i think it's gonna be a tough hire but i th- i think the reason the turnover is there is because this guy finally says okay Nasser's locked away, you know. Let's let's Could move you imagine on that? Think about that. You you get hired to a job that you have no experience in. You're there for three years, and in that three years, your football coach that's been there forever retires. You deal with a COVID season. Hang on. You has deal to with deal with Nasser violations. Stuff. Yeah, has to deal with a lot of like like in trouble kind of violations, and then decides to retire last minute on you. Yeah. So it, then you this, this hire is a not coach. just oh I had to hire a new coach. Yeah, this you got to hire him in like February, like in in the middle of in the middle of us kind of getting in trouble yes. for him. Yes, uh, it's just ridiculous. And then Larry Nasser, and then some of the Izzo problems that that came up, which I don't think Izzo was involved, but it, Izzo hired somebody who was a bad like. Yeah, it just became a whole thing. Yeah, that yeah. was a that was a really hard. job. That's one of those situations where it really does take someone who's not necessarily the best person for the job but somebody who loves the school and says, I'm going to do this shit job for as long as I can do it. Yeah. Because I'm going to, and his, your only job is don't embarrass the school anymore than you already are. That's those, those three seasons likely took a, a good chunk years of years off, off his, his life. life. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I'm going to take a $300,000 pay cut. Absolutely. And I, now I'm going to go spend the next three meet, weeks on the beach. Yes. All right. See ya. Everybody else is going back to school and I'm going to go find a, a watering hole somewhere. That's what I'd be doing. Notre Dame's first football game this season is going to be broadcast on the Peacock streaming service. Now, while I have complained in the past about the idea of streaming football games and the fact that it is different time-wise from games that are on, you know, over the broadcast or over the air broadcast or direct TV or whatever... If the game is only going to be available streaming, which, by the way, you have to pay for Peacock to get this. It's not part of the free Peacock thing, which I found surprising. Um, I, I'm i very curious about this. They have Notre Dame. NBC owns the Peacock streaming service. They own Notre Dame's rights through 2025. Now, Notre Dame had to agree to this. I am super curious about this because this is the future of college athletics. If this does well, now they're playing Toledo, but 
if you see some kind of potential here, you start to see some of these other ones that we have brought up in the past, Google, Amazon, whatever, Facebook, whoever, possibly buying media rights to get more eyeballs, live eyeballs that are willing to sit through advertisements for these games. You get more of them involved, and all of a sudden, college athletics has more bidders than just Fox and ESPN, right? So I, I think it's good to try it out on a game, and the Toledo game is likely the best option. It, it sucks that it's opening weekend, but this is going to be painful for sports bars and everything else because you can't just flip back and forth. Like, you've complained about this. You can't swap yes. from ESPN Plus over to Fox, you know? You, you, can't, go, you can't take my clicker away from me. And that's, that's what happened. And that's what streaming does is now not only am I going from – so let's say Amazon has all the games, all right? And and, and this is the way it is with baseball, right? So yeah. my I have the MLB package, and it's tied to my Amazon or whatever. And – it, they have a window of all the games. And so while a game is being played, I can be searching at a smaller part of the screen where, where you know, all the games are, and then I can scroll over, and I can and they all have the score on them and everything else. So I can see, oh, this game's getting close. Let me click over to that. And it takes a little longer, obviously, than just swapping the channel on a, on a, on a regular old man TV, but it's still doable. But now if I have to go from Peacock to Amazon, to Apple TV, to Facebook, to what? Now, now I'm switching apps. My TV's going to, oh, God, no. No, I can't do this. I'm, this is the, this is what's going to kill me. This is, this is what's going to turn me from a guy who loves sports, loves football, and has spent my entire life loving and supporting the sport. To just learning how to knit, I'm just going to be sitting there with with the with the with the with the with the Great Britain swim swim guy watching his husband dive, just knitting knitting a sweater next to him. I'm just I'm out. I'm out. I can't do that. I cannot do this shit, Gary. I can't do it. And you know how much I love NBC. I do. You know that they're my they're my out of all of the network channels, they are my favorite. Out, and it's not close. All right, I love. Al Michaels. I love Mike Tirico. I love Doug Flutie calling games. I love Chris Collinsworth calling games. Like, they're it, and it's not close, and they're the ones that are ripping my heart out of me. Well, I mean, luckily this right now, it's a thing. I'm going to be pissed. Um, Jack Swarbrick said, we've always strived for innovation in the media space, and our partnership with NBC and Peacock only solidifies that mission. Uh, bringing Notre Dame football to Peacock is just the next step in the evolution of our relationship. I'm, so what you're, I assumed, you're gonna have to get like five TVs at the house. All right. So what I assumed was gonna happen was they were going to stream it on Peacock, like basically dual feed it. Yes. For people who have cut the cord and don't have NBC, you can now watch this. Now that I'm all for because I know a lot of people that come to my house to watch football because they don't get these games because they have cut the cord. Okay, and and the same thing is 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 true for the Sunday night football games, right? Like I that that is a thing, and that doesn't surprise me. And I that's what I assumed was happening. What is gonna be on Channel Five on my TV when this when this game is going on? Like, is just gonna is gonna play like a rerun of Wheel of Fortune? Well, this is uh, like what, what the hell 5th? is gonna be on on NBC when this game is being played? Is there a is there a horse race that day? I'm, I'm sure there's not, Gary. I mean, it's Labor Day weekend. There's there's, there's no chance that they would go up against their own horse race. 
I wouldn't think it's, so. It's got to be it's got to be the shittiest TV show you can you can find. Uh, there's that, yeah. they're not worried about they're not worried about ratings at all. There's zero chance it'll be another sporting event. Uh, there are other six home games, by the way, will be shown on Peacock and ESP or sorry uh, NBC, NBC simultaneously. That makes sense. So yeah, the dual stream is the dual stream makes all the sense in the world, and I'll give them that one hundred percent. I'll give you all of it because. Now you're getting back into homes of people who have streamed their entire that, that have that have chosen to stream. But but as old people who don't want this, please don't force us into it. Because I love, love Notre Dame games. I love them. And it's always a game that I'm gonna kind of be clicking back and forth on, at least to see the beginning of and to see them coming. Like when we talk about the pageantry of college football, there aren't a lot of these schools where I get into the pageantry, okay? But Notre Dame football is one of them. It's yeah. what I grew up with. It's the only football that was allowed on in my house. It's uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, what they're saying is uh, the game is likely a litmus test for the power of Notre Dame to deliver streams. With Notre Dame's television rights expiring in 2025, uh, the game could deliver empirical evidence to the power that Notre Dame football can deliver to a streaming service. Notre Dame's deal. I hope it's I hope it's it, god awful. Well, it says Notre Dame's deal is currently considered under market, and this could be a harbinger for how significantly that changes. I mean, we'll see. I think this is the way what this is that going. Mean? Like Notre Dame's not getting enough money for like the SEC deal under market. Yeah, our ESPN's paying more than they're getting. Our uh, NBC is paying, paying less than than what they what they should be paying. Yes. Okay. So so pay just pay them more and dual stream it. I mean that would work for me. Jesus, don't 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 I don't take it off NBC. I, I, if ESPN has, if no longer the SEC game is on CBS and then NBC loses another thing, I don't know. What, I don't know what to do, Gary. No, like I'm I'm not made for this. My kids might be fine, but I'm not made for this. I I have four televisions in my man cave because of this. Like all the ESPN Plus stuff, all the. Smaller See, games I, I that I watch. Like, I have I have a big ass TV. I don't have a lot of little TVs. Yeah. I have one big fucking TV. Yep. Okay? And you want to be able to switch back and forth and and do that. I, I want to watch the game on my gigantic TV. Yes. I I just can't do it. I it's can't. a pain. It's a pain. This is all of the changing in college football is. It's gonna be what drives me out of this sport. Yeah, I can believe that. I was I was asked point blank on another friend's show not too long ago. You know how to get me into college football because they knew we talked a lot of college football because I'm only an NFL girl. And I, 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 I got out of college football a couple of years ago and I just can't find my way back. And I said, look, I'm, I'm going to be a hard guy to, to tell you that I love college football, but I like NFL a lot better. I just, I just do. Why? Because they don't do bullshit like this. And if they do, they do it with the bullshit Jacksonville game that nobody cares about. Yeah. They don't take the biggest brand in the entire sport. And then say we're gonna do it with this game. No, even they would never do the the eight a.m. game, which I love the eight a.m. game by the way. They would never do the eight a.m. streaming on Amazon with the Cowboys. Like that, that's not gonna happen over Jerry Jones's cold dead ass body. Yeah, well, also over the NFL's dead body because they yeah. wouldn't. No, Rogers not gonna do that. That guy's yeah. a moron, but he's not. He he's understands not what the brands are. He understands yeah, yes, how that. That's works. right. Yeah. That's right. That is that is what you do for the for the Jags and, and the Texans. Yes, that, that is not what you do for the Steelers and the Cowboys. Hey, we uh, we are going to have to push the NFC West previews to care. Sunday. Let's go. So uh, let's let's do right quick. I want to hit on this NCAA uh, issue 
that's going on, there was a report out that said that the NCAA is going to speed up the IARP stuff. It says uh, they're speeding up investigation of major infractions cases, uh, some of which have lingered for years. Mark Slayball wrote about this. A couple other guys wrote about this. And they launched this in August of 2019, the IARP, which has yet to fully adjudicate a school case. Now, the first one that they got, if anybody remembers, this is the Independent Accountability Oversight Committee. Um, they are... They have expressed concerns about how long this is taking. The first one was the University of Memphis, the basketball case with James Wiseman back in March of 2020. And they have not done anything with it. And reading through this stuff, it says the Oversight Committee, which has expressed concerns about the delay in the resolution of cases referred to the independent process, determined that much of the delay is the result of efforts by the complex case unit to reinvestigate cases that the enforcement staff thoroughly investigated, an NCAA release said. Accepting the enforcement staff's results will speed the process significantly without compromising the goals of the independent accountability resolution process, committee members think. This entire time, they have done an investigation, sent over the notice of allegations, went through this whole thing, determined to send it over to the IARP, and then they just restarted the whole process. It's all of these cases, Kansas basketball, LSU basketball, you know, et cetera, et cetera, all the FBI basketball cases that have been sent over to the IARP, which is the arm of the NCAA that you cannot appeal. Nothing has been resolved on any of them, and that's the issue, is that these two idiot branches don't trust each other, so they're redoing work. Like, all the NCAA did was basically add an extra branch, an extra layer to this thing to where they don't have to do anything. I don't know why I was surprised when reading this. Maybe it's the fact that the NCAA actually admitted that, hey, yeah, these guys were actually reinvestigating cases. I Did you have any thoughts when you saw any of this? Yeah, Mark Emmert's the greatest con man of, of I mean, a second to Bernie Madoff in our lifetime. I mean, really, yes. really, he, he he absolutely is. He's got so many people fooled that he's he's showing up every day, going to work. He puts on a nice suit. Well, he clicks a nice heel on an expensive ass shoe. He walks up those stone steps every day to his office, and he doesn't do a damn thing. Yeah, I mean this this guy really is just conning the shit out of all these school presidents. This, all the IARP thing initially I thought was weird because why if you're going to appeal and then send it over to whatever why not just send it back to the same guys if you've got different information but this was I, I don't I don't understand this like it, it the delay in these cases was the result of the complex case unit to reinvestigate cases that the enforcement staff thoroughly investigated basically this branch of the NCAA didn't trust the information that this branch investigated. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> I don't know why I got surprised by it, but I had to bring it up because it's just nuts. Uh, the the ones that have been brought to it, uh, Memphis basketball, NC State, Louisville, Kansas, LSU, and Arizona. And all of them. Outside of the Memphis basketball thing, which the Memphis basketball thing is irrelevant to, yeah, all, all of these things are fixed now with NIL. All of these violations happened under rules. This is one of those situations where people like you and me have to answer questions of what do you do with people who smoke pot? Okay. Yeah, because there was a day out. and a time where it was a, it was a felony. 
All right. And today it's legal in, in like the majority of states. Okay. So what, what do you do with people who did it when it was legal, illegal? Like, I don't like, I say, let them out. Like they're, they're exonerated. Okay. It's yeah. easy for me to say that because my school is one of these schools in here, but I also have been very consistent about this. I don't give a shit about anybody paying kids because I think you manipulate and use these kids so much that any money that they made illegally, I'm totally fine with. I'm totally fine with it. when it hurts my team, when it helps my team, it doesn't matter. I've been consistent across the board. When Ole Miss went through their stuff, I said, I don't care. I don't care. I'm yeah. never going to use the word cheating. I'm never going to call them out. Any other school going through this stuff, I don't do it. I don't do it because, A, I know everybody's doing it. So you're only catching certain people. And the only reason you've caught some of these is because the FBI did your job for you, by the way. Oh, yeah, the majority um, of them. Which, which is bullshit. You weren't even competent enough <clears throat> to catch them. So, so if oh, the, the FBI is going to hand the, you so many cases. Yeah, the Memphis then, one was only, like, that's only a case at all because the NCAA said James Wiseman was eligible. And yes. then right before the first game of the season, Changed they said mind. he was ineligible. That's right. So then and they Memphis went, said, F you, we're going to go for yeah. it anyway. And they wouldn't pay or played him anyway. So, yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you this. I, 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 don't, I don't care what happens. I, if I was all of these schools, I've been very consistent on this. If I was all of these schools, and I know my school is one of them, I don't care. I'd keep going forward with whatever you think is right for your school. And if you've got the right coach, and if you've paid illegally a, a player, and you're and everyone said, oh, you got to fire this guy. Oh, you got to let that kid go. Oh, screw all of that. Yeah. Do what's best for your school and be damned what the NCAA or whoever this other organization says or does. Just keep playing. Just keep playing. Let everybody play you under protest. That's fine. It, it, one day the record books are going to show that all these dates didn't exist. They're going to take it all away from you. That's <laughs> fine. But we're all going to remember what actually happens on the court. Yes. So you do what's best for your school and be damned what those sons of bitches say. And don't forget, we still got that meeting in November where the NCAA may just not be a thing. Not not be a thing anymore. Yeah. So if you all these people that are saying, LG, I can't believe you got the nerve to not fire this guy. This organization that's after you might not be a thing anymore. Yes. Why would you fire them? No, you're 100% right. If that's the guy you want. If it's a guy, the guy you want, then you get to use it as an escape clause and you get out without paying them. That's a great deal. Yes. You're holding all the leverage. Why would you fire them? If you're Auburn, why would you fire Bruce Pearl? I, you wouldn't. Well, now I do nothing. You wouldn't. You no, wouldn't. You don't fire any of them. If anyway, you feel like you got the guy, once again, stick with him. Mark Emmer, con man. Nailed we've, it. We've known that. that for a little while. But we believe I had that, and we've had it for a long, long time. Yes, indeed, we have. All right, let's wrap this thing up. You guys have been fantastic. We appreciate all of you for listening, for watching, however it is that you are consuming the show. Uh, please continue to do so. Share the show out. Tell your friends, all that good stuff. Leave nice five-star reviews, etc. Go to BetUS.com, use promo code NCAAF125, and that will give you a 125% deposit bonus. So go ahead and knock it out, BetUS.com. They have got all of the odds that you're going to need for NFL, college football, baseball, UFC, I mean, anything, all of it. They got it all. So go and check it out. There's a link in the description. Go check that out. There's also a link in the description to the SBR Picks YouTube show the college football show that Chris is now the host of, and my show, the BetUS College Football Show. Links are down there to subscribe to both of those channels. So if you are watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, click on those links and make sure you are subscribed. 
And, of course, winningcureseverything.com. Go ahead and check that out. Subscribe where you need to subscribe. Chris, anything else that's broken? No, I was just scrolling through Twitter to see if we've seen anything trending that, that's hit, but nothing that we haven't already hit on, and we took a long time today. So Sounds good to me. All right, you guys have been fantastic. We hope that you have wonderful weekends. We will be back on the Monday show with uh, the NFC West previews, and then we'll move into the AFC West and whatnot. We're, we're going to knock this stuff out. So with that said, you guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.